All right, Scott Weatherford back. Uh, so glad you're adventuring with me through the book of Genesis. And I hope you're taking advantage of our Take the Weekend with you, the releases we're making during midweek, that you can keep tracking with us. Last uh, midweek, we talked about Abraham and Abimelech, and again, him pimping Sarah out, and how God keeps preserving Sarah so she can have children with Abraham and not with Pharaoh or Abimelech. And even though Abraham has, well, Abraham's an idiot. But anyway, today we're going to talk about finally, finally, God comes through. Have you ever breathed a sigh of relief and said, it's about time. It's just about time. Have you ever waited for something so long or someone to finally come through? When it finally comes through, it's just such a relief. I remember waiting for my children to come home when they were teenagers. Whew, it's about time. And that's kind of minimal when it comes time to looking at God and extending his time. And I'm sure you could say, yeah, I've been there. But have you ever thought, God, what is taking you so long? Have you ever thought that? Well, I have. And it probably says more about my lack of faith than anything else. But it's hard to wait on something or someone because waiting is different. Now, often we equate waiting with patience, okay? There's biblically really two different concepts of what patience means. Waiting is the passing of time. God ex extends his promises, and he asks us to wait on them. And when he waits on them, he's, when we're waiting on God, he's strengthening us and developing our character. And as we wait, we pray, or we praise. But we can fret and we can worry, or we can pray and praise. You get to choose what you're going to do. And there are some promises, well, we'll just have to wait, and we'll get to that later. Patience is another matter. Biblically, patience is putting up with somebody else's shortcomings. The fruit of the Spirit in that list, patience is one of the aspects of abiding life in Christ. Patience is given to us by the Holy Spirit so that we might live in relational congruence with people, that we can put up with their nonsense, that we can have forbearance, which is another word for it. Now, God gives me the divine ability to be loving, kind, forgiving, and understanding when, you're being, when you were being difficult. And uh, that's very different from waiting. Abraham and Sarah were waiting on God. And there was lots of opportunities for the promise to go off the rails. But God is faithful, and he was keeping his promises. In this Genesis passage, we find Abraham and Sarah finally receiving the long-promised child that God had delivered. And the wait was over. God had come through. And faith, then, is revealed in the promises of deliverance. So the arrival of the promised child brought drama as well. Because while Abraham and Sarah waited, they'd taken things into their own hands, and there was Ishmael and Hagar. So there was a problem there, and they still had to deal with that child from a previous relationship. So there's some important lessons to be learned in all of this, and so God's always instructing, he's always guiding, he's always giving us what we need, and his ability to take our mess and make it a message is amazing. And this is a great example of this truth. So let's take a deeper look at this passage and discover how God comes through because he is faithful. Father, thank you for what you're going to say. And I pray that you speak through me and your word will be just enlightening to us. Say what you need to say. And we pray this in your name. Amen. Now, picking up again in Genesis chapter 21, verses 1 through 7. Let me read. The Lord came to Sarah as he said, and the Lord did for Sarah what he had promised. Sarah became pregnant and bore a son to Abraham in his old age. At the appointed time, now I want you to remember that, at the appointed time, God had told him, Abraham and his son who was born to him. 
the one Sarah born to him, Isaac. When his son Isaac was eight days old, Abraham circumcised him as God had commanded him. Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born to him. And Sarah said, God has made me laugh and everyone who hears will laugh with me. She also said, who would have told Abraham that Sarah would have would nurse children? Yet I have born a son for him in his old age. Now she's 90 and Abraham's 100. This is amazing. You see, in all of this, get this, God is present during their waiting. You're waiting on God? God is with you. Abraham believed God and accounted to him as righteousness. The act of faith on Abraham's part launched a life gaining him with divine direction. The, the decision to trust in Jesus puts you under the same kind of guidance from God Almighty, or El Shaddai, God would call himself to Abraham. God controlled Abraham's destiny, and he controls your destiny as well. What a great promise. Abraham waited 25 years for the promise of God. He loved Sarah, and he wanted nothing more than to see her fulfilled by having children. He, he also wanted to leave an heir to his vast estate and holdings, not to Eleazar, even though there was some leaning that he was going to leave it all to Ishmael if God didn't come through. His understanding of the afterlife was not developed, so believing he needed to have heir was a part of that. Eternal life is always personal and real in faith in the life of Jesus Christ. Abraham didn't fully understand that, but God did. Sarah was brokenhearted. She carried the shame of not having children, of infertility. She believed that God had forsaken her. And most women I know that deal with infertility feel that way, that God has forsaken them, when that's absolutely not true. She bore that shame publicly, and it, it led to relational strife with her and Abraham, which is not surprising. It often does that. We know that none of the shame she felt was real, nor that God had forsaken her. She just felt things were real. And sometimes what you feel is more real than what's real. You know, perceived is greater than reality. Hmm. God is intentional in his timing. I love it said, at the right time, God did this. God gives us his promises. He sends us his trials. And he tells us to trust him in the middle of trials. The ability to trust God in the wait develops our character. Why did God wait 25 years for Abraham and Sarah? Because he had to get them ready for the child. He had to develop their character. They weren't ready. And God wants your dependence on him beyond all other things. He wants you to trust in him. Jesus said this, I am the vine and you are the branches. Anyone who remains in me and I in him will produce much fruit because you can do nothing without me. So you say, well, why is God slow? Because God's busy. <laughs> no, God is faithful. And God is working out. And this is what he's doing. He's building your trust in him. He's getting you prepared to be used by him, and he's making sure your heart is fully reliant upon him. That's what he does in the wait. That's what he's doing with Abraham and Sarah. Wow. Second thing I want you to see. God displayed with Abraham and Sarah, delayed with Abraham and Sarah, because he was doing something only he could do. Abraham and, so, and Sarah were so old, everyone knew this was God. Everyone knew this was God. For Sarah to conceive was impossible for her advanced age. And she didn't have children when she was that age. How could she ever have children except for God? God was keeping his promises. 
He was renewing their patience, and he was revealing his power. Accomplishing his purpose through the child of promise that would come through Jesus, that was what Isaac was all about. This goes back to the promise God made to Adam and Eve in the garden. He would send a redeemer to restore all that sin had taken away. Faith in God's promises will always reveal God's power. Faith in God's promises will always reveal God's power. So, what are your lessons in the way? Now, it's not going to be a very long talk, and maybe you can let this kind of simmer in your heart. What are your lessons in the way? Here's some lessons. God will renew you while you wait on him. Youth may come faint and weary, and young men will stumble and fall, but those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar like wings on wings like eagles. They will run and not become weary. They will walk and not faint. God knows your situation. He's not distant or distracted or doesn't care. He knows all of these things. And he will always love you. He will always love you. When I do weddings, I'll often in the vows, I will say to the husband, says to the wife, the wife says to the husband, I will always love you because I want them to hear the finality and the eternality of the love. God will always love you. He will not stop loving you. Your circumstances do not define you. What is around you is not as important as the God who's above you. And he has you. And he's not going to leave you, nor forsake you. And his vision for you is always bigger than your vision for yourself. Always. And he wants you to live in his promises. And this world is not our home. It's not. We're not designed to live on this earth forever. The biggest promise of God is heaven. It says this, Paul said this to the church in Corinth, Do I have seen, nor is heard, nor has it even entered the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for those who love him regarding heaven. That's amazing. So what do I need to do? Train your eyes to look on him. Train your eyes to look on Jesus. Keeping our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, for the joy that lay before him, he endured the cross, despite his shame, sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. That's Hebrews 12, 2. Commit your life to Jesus. Commit your ways to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will act. And then never give up on him. Never give up on God, because he's never going to give up on you. Isaac is born. His name means laughter. Sarah laughed out of, like, yeah, whatever, mocking. Abraham laughed over, <laughs> God's going to have to do something big here. Isaac was named laughter because out of the laughter came the blessing, came the promise that you and I receive through the lineage of Jesus Christ. Pretty incredible. They waited. Now, brought drama, too. I talked about that with Hagar and Ishmael. And during the Take the Weekend with you, we'll talk more about all that drama and how that ensued and what happened there. Now, I want to ask you this question. We'll be done. Have you ever waited on God? Have you waited on his promises? Maybe you're waiting right now. Maybe you're waiting for a baby. Maybe you're waiting on a wayward spouse or a wayward child. Maybe you're waiting on a diagnosis, waiting on a healing. Maybe you're waiting to hear from your banker, or maybe you're waiting to hear something else. You're just waiting. Trust God in the wait, and he will deliver you. How do I know that? Because he gives babies to old people. Nothing's too hard for him. Father, thank you for what we've heard today. And I pray that this truth and this reality of your promises will descend on our heart and we can learn to wait on you. Some are listening to me. They've delayed salvation, trusting in you. 
Why do they wait? Father, I pray that they'll whisper this, Jesus, I'm yours, and live life all for you. Thank you for what we've seen on earth. We pray this in your name. Amen. Hey, take your next step. Watch the videos, the next step videos. Step into membership here. Be baptized. Take your next step spiritually. Start giving. Thank you for your generosity, but start giving. Trust in God with your finances. Start praying for lost people. Intercede for them as we've talked about that. Really be the church where you are with whom you are. Gather people together in your homes and share the goodness of God. Do these things. Take these next steps all for Jesus. And sign up for our uh, our continued content or go to our website often because we post all this content to be helpful to you because we love you and your life matters to God and because you matter to us. So love you. God bless you. Hope this has been helpful. Thank you again for your generosity. I'll see you again soon.